This is the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. 1037 The Game's exclusive pro wrestling podcast. Making his way to the podcasting ring. Hailing from the heart of Cajun country. It's me. It's me. It's the world famous CD. Let's ring the bell and get this party started off right. And welcome everyone to the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed 1037 The Game's Pro Wrestling Podcast through whatever podcast app that you're listening from, be it Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the different types of podcasting apps you can listen into. And, you know, I think this is going to be a very different episode as opposed to some of the other ones that we've done in the past, because obviously we've done a lot more about what goes on in the 20 by 20 squared circle. But honestly, this is not the week that I want to do that. This is going to be a very different show for the most part. I'm going to definitely spend a good bit of time talking about what's really causing a lot of discourse in the pro wrestling circles, not just here in the States, but across the world. And that's the speaking out movement earlier this, like last week I was looking forward to kind of talking about just what's going on with pro wrestling and the way things changed virtually overnight. And the way things were with COVID-19, a performance center training testing positive, the Street Profits and their antics, probably going to lose the tag team titles on Raw in the not-too-distant future because I think that's going to be where it's at. But we would have had a lot more to talk about because if that was the worst thing that happened in, in the last week and probably the last five days. But the worst was yet to come later on in the last week. I think this started on Wednesday but then it started to really kind of gain a lot of steam on Thursday night. And it was just like gangbusters. The way this thing just flew all over the place. And it further proves there's a big problem in the sport of professional wrestling. But I'm going to get to that in a little bit. And this all started with the British wrestling scene. Brit Rest is absolutely just a dumpster fire and a half. Now, mind you, Progress has made some changes. We'll get to those in a little bit. Because I think Pro- we got to give Progress a ton of of credit for kind of at least realizing, hey, that a lot of things need to change, and they announced a lot of structural changes. We'll get to those in a little bit. But I think without a doubt, we need to start with several people got exposed, and in some cases getting re-exposed, like Will Ospreay, B. Priestley, even Marty Skrull. Oh, boy. Marty Skrull may be one of the biggest ones that definitely kind of, I'd say almost kills Ring of Honor when you think about it. But again, We'll save those. We'll save the conversation for later. For the sake of you, saving you the trouble, we'll include the make a threat in all of all the allegations in the show notes because there's so many and we can wind up being added after this is being recorded. In fact, we were seeing stuff with Sammy Guevara just before I was about to originally tape, and I was like, okay, we need to add this to the list. But the first hammer to fall was David Starr's allegations and subsequent firings for several promotions and the stripping of the titles and everything in between. And then you saw a lot of other big ones really start hitting with Jordan Devlin, Jack Gallagher, who's later released by the WWE and largely just he's been wiped from the earth like it was like his name was Chris Benoit. El Ligero was also one of the big heavy hitters of multiple allegations against them. And a lot of these guys have since deleted their Twitter accounts, which definitely makes you wonder a lot of this may be absolutely positively true. And if all this is true, I'm just really disappointed in everything that's been going on in the sport of professional wrestling over the last couple of years. And I think this is absolutely a sign that, you know, it's still the same way it was back in the old days. The boys will be boys. We see more allegations. I mean, Terry Runnels came out with allegations 
against Brock Lesnar back in 2004 and why she hates Sable. And honestly, I'm, I'm about to say, who doesn't hate Sable? AEW had Jimmy Havoc received major allegations and is receiving therapy right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's no longer part of AEW once he's completed said therapy. Sammy Guevara, after making statements that definitely weren't ideal towards Sasha Banks using a certain four-letter word that starts with R about her, boy, that's not good. But they've had a conversation. That there's been more of a dialogue with that as opposed to maybe some of the other stuff where it's like outright, you know, outright trash things. And we'll get to some of the people who are absolute trash in a moment, but Sammy Guevara since been suspended without pay and the paycheck that he was going to be getting is going to be donated towards a positive kind of charity. And really awesome. The fact that AEW is doing that to make sure there is a state, there's a lot of things that are be coming out of the woodwork and still things like to this day and hours and hours and hours and weeks later, I wouldn't be surprised if more of this kind of stuff pops up. That being said, you know, even you had Jim Cornette being accused of some pretty nefarious stuff, and he mentioned it in his podcast. He did an emergency podcast today talking about it, and the too long didn't read is he would force guys to sleep with his wife, Stacy while he watches, and Joey Janela has had an absolute field day about that. But according to Jim Cornette, and I'm going to use Jim Cornette, and not because of the fact that I support him or any of that, but at the end of the day, he is the person who was a part of it, and you know his perspective is his perspective. And I think he kind of denied those allegations outright, and he basically said, I've been charged with having an interesting sex life. Quote, I've never offered any wrestler, male or female, preferential treatment, a job, a contract, a push, or anything else related to their employment or threatened the opposite if they would or would not engage in ribald relations, as he put it, with me or my wife. This is Cornette talking about it on the Cornette's drive Through podcast. You can check it out, but I recommend just sticking around with me, listening to that after. He went on to say, no female wrestler that I ever worked with in Ohio Valley Wrestling or anywhere else, to my recollection, has ever said that I talked to them or treated them improperly, except when critiquing their matches or performance of same, but treated them improperly with any with any personal language or actions of that description. I have not been involved with anyone under legal age. I have never sent inappropriate pics, text, sex, or whatever to anybody, because I never sent a damn text to anybody, Cornette went on to say. He's also never done that on Facebook for the same reason. He's never slept in the bed with a same bed with a woman and not had sex with them, and it wasn't a surprise to anybody that was involved with it when it happened. Nobody that I've ever been ever known in the biblical sense has been forced or coerced in any way to be there, and all seemed happy to take part and happy when it was over. You can take that as you will. It's about all I'm going to read on that without kind of just full blown copying what other people have said, what other people have quoted, like on pro wrestling sheet, which is a kind of got that from but again that was one of the more nefarious things that kind of popped up but now we get to the real um, creme de la creme of trash michael elgin dave christ and joey ryan joey ryan boy 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 have you kind of caused a, a, a again much like david Starr, joey ryan may well just kind of want to just go off the face of the earth and never to return because Joey Ryan has been alleged of a ton of different things. I'm not even going to get into all this stuff because there's too much to kind of explain. And, you know, it's absolutely disheartening to kind of hear all of that. And Candace LeRae poured her heart out saying the fact like she felt for everybody who had to deal with that. And she had never dealt with it with Joey. But at the end of the day, it's upsetting. And, you know, 
I'm waiting to hear what his ex-wife says. Because you know his ex-wife has some stories and probably would spill all the tea right now, now that, you know, the the hook is off when it comes down to it. But I think if we were talking about it, Michael Lally, we already knew about some of his allegations, but those are popping back up again. And we're seeing those kind of guys, Michael Elgin, Dave Chris, Joey Ryan, all part of Impact Wrestling. That's along with a lot of the other people who have a lot of baggage, namely people like Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard has so many issues, it's absurd. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of questions concerning some of the futures of these major stars and major promotions. Even Matt Riddle on Friday Night SmackDown, he was part of the opening segment and is apparently going to be set up for a big feud with AJ Styles. There were allegations about him. Velveteen Dream, those allegations popped up again. And I think there is going to continue to be more and more of these complaints and allegations to where I could very well see several superstars lose their jobs, not just guys like Gallagher. I wouldn't be surprised Will Ospreay, B. Priestley, could be out of jobs when it's all said and done. That's disappointing for a guy like Will Ospreay, hell of a talent, but kind of a jerk when it comes right down to it. The way he handled the situation with Pollyanna, Pollyanna definitely is kind of the root of all this whole thing because Pollyanna, if you don't know about the story, basically she was blackballed from wrestling, but and then she had to basically retire because she knew she wasn't going to get booked because of Will Ospreay and B. Priestley largely kind of forcing them their their views onto promoters and eventually kind of causing her her livelihood as a professional wrestler and that's damn disappointing thankfully pollyanna since moved on and she's still with us i think that's the big thing because this probably could have ruined her in a mental state and i'm i'm glad a lot of these women are coming forward because i think and it's definitely going to be related a lot to what we've been seeing across this country the way we've seen things in terms of the conversations about everything that's happened over the last month or so with George Floyd and all that other stuff. I'm not going to, this isn't that kind of show. I'm not going to get into that because this is a wrestling show, but I'm going to just use that as a reference is the fact that we saw major allegations thrown towards AEW superstars, TNA, WWE, even tons of British wrestlers, people with, NXT UK, I wouldn't be surprised, and Marty Skrull, even. There's been rumors, but I think now we're starting to hear a lot more about the fact that, hey, this is going to be what happens going forward. We're going to continue to see so many stories kind of pop up over the next like several days, weeks, months possibly, to where we see several superstars, several wrestlers, kind of their reputation is forever like shattered. And again, go check out Reddit. Squared Circle has tons, and I mean tons, of these allegations of what's going on with several of these superstars and what's been going on with each of them and why we're kind of frustrated with it. And I think at the end of the day, this was, without a doubt, the best thing to happen for the future of professional wrestling. It's bad. It's horrible that this happened, just for one. But I think without a doubt, we're talking about the fact that the WWE finally kind of came to their senses and realized, you know, we are kind of sort of tired of the way things worry. We can't be living in this boys being boys type mentality anymore. We can't be doing that. And now, fast forward, we are just so, I'm happy because we get to hear all these stories 
And more importantly, we know that there's a lot of issues going on, not just in the world of professional wrestling, but across this great country of ours. And it's overall, it's disheartening. But we know that this is the first step towards getting back to some form of normalcy, getting back to, you know, the way things need to be, the way things should be. Nobody should be afraid of speaking out and potentially losing their job. Nobody should be afraid of speaking out about something like this. There should be no reason why it took till 2020 for several of these people to come forward. And that's the real disappointing part of all this. It took until 2020, a global pandemic, and everybody starting to open up and say these things. It shouldn't take a pandemic or anything of the sort to tell me to tell you, hey, it's time to talk about it. It's time to come out with this story and make sure people know this person is toxic and make sure this, they realize this person may be the worst human being on the face of the planet. Nobody should have to go through what these women, and I mean not just women wrestlers, but fans everywhere in between. None of these women or anybody should have to deal with this kind of stuff. And the more we expose the scum of the earth, like a Dave Chris, like a Joey Ryan, like a Michael Elgin, in some cases like a Marty Scroll, it's going to be the best thing for wrestling because it gets rid of some of the toxicity. And we're seeing it a lot with some of these promotions and wrestling schools where they're doing this. They're being open and they're making sure their people are taken care of 24-7, 365. That's the kind of stuff that pro wrestling needs. Bottom line, full stop. And hopefully these stories keep coming out and we hear more and more stories being told. And eventually we see those people go away. We see their power be stripped slowly but surely. Like in the case of Progress, they got rid of so many people and kind of changed the way they're doing things. And I know I'm rambling right now about this, but I think this is an honest-to-God conversation we all need to have. And they had a lot of structural changes at Progress. For instance, Vicky Haskins is going to be part of the new management team alongside James Amner, who has had a wealth of experience in artist and event management in both sports and music, and be part of overseeing Progress and all the activities Michael Oku going to be making sure the platform is there and making sure there's a platform to perform is there for all talent. Lucy Cave, and then you have Glenn Robinson and Matt Richards both be stepping away. John Briley is also stepping back, but that's because he's dealing with a major health issue. And Progress also mentioned they will not discriminate, they will not tolerate discriminative behavior, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, emotional abuse, grooming of an adolescent, cyberbullying, bullying. Online abuse, psychological abuse, financial material abuse, abuse of power, physical abuse, economic abuse, using privilege, intimidation threats, shame dumping, racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, or any behaviors that put performers, production, or fans at risk. And this is all coming from their press release. James Amner, quote, I want a safe space for wrestlers to compete in and be safe backstage and traveling to and from events. I want crew to be protected at all times. I want fans to be able to enjoy themselves with only good people around them. People will be on hand to talk to, always. That is the exact way this thing needs to be. It needs to be a complete deep clean of all the trash in pro wrestling. And trust me, there's probably a lot of it. It's the eventual change that pro wrestling probably has needed for the better part of 20 years, maybe 30 years. 
it's enough enough is enough of the good old boys. And I think we're starting to see especially more of a shift in the WWE. I think for the most part, all these guys, they are kind of being the good the good boys. And that's absolutely great for the business. And I know I heard a honky tonk man shoot an interview talking about how the fact a lot of guys these days are not drinking beer and you know, kind of partying and all the stuff that used to happen back in the day that's not acceptable anymore. And they know that. So they're out there playing video games and being themselves. At the end of the day, you can't be saying, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do what you know Honky Tonk Man and Hogan and Sheiky Baby did with all the cocaine and whatnot. No, that's just not how things need. That's not how things are in 2020 or any year going forward. The WWE superstars are handling, and I love the fact I'm hearing people like Drew McIntyre, who has been a victim of domestic violence about 10 years ago and then allegedly was lost his push and was treated as a jobber shortly after, which is absolutely messed up to begin with. But we're seeing the the world change, and pro wrestling needs to change along with it. And getting rid of the toxicity and making sure this never happens again is absolutely paramount because of the fact that, while it may not be on as big of a platform as, say, actors in Hollywood with everything that went on with them, Weinstein and all the other, Roman Polanski, the list can go on and on. They may not be as notable, but they still have a huge platform to where the WWE superstars, AEW, Brett Rest, New Japan people, and we'll get to New Japan in a little bit because they had some big news come out this week, but that's not what I'm here for. I am here to see change being made, and this is the first step towards seeing that change being made. And you know what? I am all the way here for it because it needed to happen for a long time. I believe I'm at a place now, post-Boneyard. It's like just one hellacious battle against one of the best in the business. Here you are, climbing on your motorcycle and taking off. There was a lot of thought, a lot of emotion that went through my head. One of those is being, are you happy enough with that? It was just a powerful moment. And you don't necessarily always get those. If there was ever a perfect ending to a career, that that right there is it. If Vince was in a pinch, would I, you know, would I come back? I guess time only tell there. Case of emergency, break glass, you pull out the Undertaker. I mean, I, I would have to consider that. Never say never, but at this point in my life and in my career, I have no desire to get back in the ring. And that was the way the last ride ended in part five. The the entire last ride, I want to wind up just doing a complete review of that not too far down the road because I just I want to take some time to actually watch all five episodes in order back to back to back to back because I watched them like the day after they came out. But I want to watch them all the way through just to fully realize like how much Undertaker went through. It's a lot like what we saw with The Last Dance and Michael Jordan's talk, which was absolutely amazing. I recommend you go check that out. But at the end of the day, this was where like I, sit, I sat there stunned at the fact that this was truly the last match of The Undertaker, and I'm glad that it was, and hopefully it is. Because you think that's the other million-dollar question is what he said. Is The Undertaker truly retired? 
And all the headlines have been the Undertaker's hanging up the boots. But he mentioned, in case of emergency, break glass. That's going to be the million-dollar question. What happens to the Undertaker in the next like year? Does he get the itch to have one more go? Does he have the itch? I think, honestly, I don't think so. I think he is going to stay retired. Or because of something else he mentioned in that kind of that docuseries was Kobe. The way Kobe, he, his life taken away way too soon. I'm just, I can't believe I'm, I'm thinking about the man Kobe being Bryant again. I hadn't thought about it in a while. I hadn't really, it's hit me well enough when it happened. But boy, I haven't thought about the Kobe situation in a while. And him bringing that up definitely kind of brought up a whole bunch of other feelings. And I sat there saying, you know what? He handled it the right way. And you know what? Undertaker, he's going out on his sword and he's going out his way. And this was probably the perfect way to kind of say, hey, I'm done. I'm going to go ahead and head out. I'm going to go be with my family, be with my wife, Michelle McCool, and enjoy myself. I think that's a hell of a way to go out. And the Boneyard match may have been one of the coolest parts of WrestleMania weekend. Without a doubt, everybody was talking about it after it happened. AJ Styles carried a man who hadn't had a good match probably since WrestleMania 24, hadn't had a really great match since then. After the streak ended, he was not the same guy. And then you saw the Roman Reigns match. I would have gone out on my sword there because I was still solid enough. But then you started to see him try and try again but could not necessarily get it done. Look back at some of those matches. They were underwhelming. And I think the fact that The Undertaker finally realized it's time to hang it up and catch on down the road, it shows growth. And I'm absolutely loving the fact that The Undertaker made that announcement all but official on the Last Ride docuseries and the way he's been talking as of late. You know, I was listening to Pat McAfee having an interview with him as part of the McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk Show, and they were talking about he felt like it wasn't The Undertaker. It was Mark Calloway talking as Mark Calloway. It's no longer The Undertaker, the dead man from Death Valley. He's letting everybody in and letting everybody know. At the end of the day, I'm Mark Calloway. I don't have to speak like I'm rested base anymore. Even though it was a mixture of Kane. But look at him. He is ready to hang it up, and I'm more than proud of him. Thank you, Taker, for 30 years, almost 30 years of just amazing moments in WWE history. Thank you, Taker, for everything you've done. I grew up watching him, and probably the first instance I remember seeing of him wasn't the dead man, wasn't the the ministry, the corporate ministry. It was the American badass, Biker Taker. That was my Undertaker. I can remember seeing him and loving the character. And then when he changed back to the dead man and knowing the history of the Undertaker, it was amazing. And I think it's the fact that the Undertaker was able to switch personas with relative ease, obviously, it made you realize how great Mark Calloway was as a character that he was, The Undertaker, for 30 years and really didn't change much about himself. You look at Hulk Hogan, he changed a lot about himself over the over the course of the last like 30 years. He went from being the biggest babyface, saying your prayers, eating your vitamins, to being the most hated member of the NWO, most hated person in pro wrestling history, then going back to being a babyface and going back to being NWO, then being over again in the early 2000s, a real American, wasn't necessarily all about, you know, saying your prayers and eating your vitamins, but then we saw him go to TNA and do a lot of the same stuff. He was still the bad guy. He's still the bad dude. But 
I think that shows how much The Undertaker didn't have to change that much, and he still got over. Still looked great in the process. So, again, thank you, Taker, for everything. All right, one more segment before we get out of here, and that's just more news concerning New Japan. And they had a lot of stuff happen involving New Japan Pro Wrestling over the last, let's say, 48 hours or so since the weekend passed. And one of those was without a doubt what was going on with New Japan Cup Day 3. And it was a fun show. And one thing is you had a hell of a first-round match with Sonata beating Taguchi in one hell of a match, 15 minutes, 47 seconds, with the O'Connor roll beating Taguchi. And it was just a really fun match overall. They started off the night with a really fun multi-man tag, eight-man tag, Suzuki Gun taking on Yuji Nagata, Yoda Suji, Yuyu Umura, I hope I'm pronouncing those right, and Gabriel Kidd. I know I nailed that one. But that was a fun little 10-minute match. It was a perfect kind of opener where things were. And it was back at Karukan Hall. So that was really awesome as well. Seeing pro wrestling back in Karukan Hall is still a little jarring, but really awesome. And then you saw a big surprise, I feel like, whenever you look at the bracket, seeing show one half of show and Yo, get a win over Shingo Takaki. And that was a real surprise. Again, this was a guy, you know, he was pr- determined to prove himself again after last year's best of the Super Juniors tournament, we don't know if that's going to happen or when. Now he's going to be getting ready to face Sonata in the second round. And then a really fun one as well. And this was the matchup I was most looking forward to. And I watched it this morning. And I, I just basically was like, I'm watching one match and one match only from New Japan Cup. This is the one. Kota Bushi, Zack Sabre Jr., possibly one of my favorite matches in a hot minute. 15 minutes of really fun, fast-paced mat wrestling. And then Ibushi started to just go all out. Win with the Kamagoye pinfall, move on to the next round. So Zack Sabre Jr. eliminated. Kota Bushi gets the win. And then Tai Chi, big surprise here, beats the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, in a 21-minute contest. But it was all about what happened after the match with Tai Chi and Tai Chi and Doki continuing to attack Tanahashi after the match. And Kota Bushi came to Tanahashi's rescue, but then they both got beated, beaten down. And Tai Chi hit Tanahashi with one of those tag team titles and then posed on top of both members of Golden Ace as the show was beginning to fade to black. And Tai Chi also mentioned that the New Japan Cup would be his along with the IWGP Tag Team Championships. I am all the way for that. I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there with the New Japan Cup and Tai Chi. It's going to be intriguing. But then they also announced something else. New Japan announced the launch of Lions Break Collision, a new weekly series that will air on the New Japan World streaming service. And this will start on July 3rd, conveniently 4th of July weekend. And Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, will be making a appearance in the months ahead for New Japan. And it's actually going to be the beginning of a MLW-New Japan relationship. And it's going to be more than the two confirmed matches, filthy Tom Going to be part of a big matchup. But the first episode alone is interesting with Clark Connors taking on Alex Coughlin, Jeff Cobb and Rocky Romero taking on TJP and Carl Fredericks. That's going to be the opening of this show. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I have the fact this will all be taking place in the United States. I believe they already taped this well in advance. 
but filthy Tom Lawler going to be back inside a 20 by 20 square circle as part of the crossover event. This was reportedly taped from the LA Dojo, and I'm kind of looking at this right now, just the way things were taped. I'm trying to pull this up. But again, he took part of this, and it's going to be really cool to see what happens there. And what happens with MLW going forward, having this kind of collaboration. Give me that. And that's going to do it for the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you leave a nice review for us. Five stars. If you're in the Tokyo Dome right now, I'd give you a lot of credit for being there, but also give us six stars if you're out there in the Tokyo Dome. More importantly, subscribe to us on iTunes, the Google Play Podcast. Just search 103.7 The Game. You better get that, along with all the other great content that we got, like the Louis Prejean Podcast, the Rap Game Podcast, all of our regular shows. We got so many different things that you can listen to, and we'll talk to you next time.